Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, expiring contracts. Who are the New Orleans Saints that have the most riding on the final five games of the season? We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, as always, for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, we're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. And I, of course, am your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, Canal Street Chronicles, Tuesdays on Locked On NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday and then some on Locked On Saints. And on today's episode of Locked On Saints, I want to dive into the New Orleans Saints. And I want to just say the players here, but let's just say the New Orleans Saints that have the most riding on the rest of this NFL season. And I want to start this list off with quarterbacks. And we'll start off with Taysom Hill, but there's another quarterback that's impacted by the rest of this season. And it's not Trevor Simeon, it's not Ian Book, but of course, it's Jameis Winston. Both of these quarterbacks have a lot riding on the last five games of the season. Now, we did get reports over the course of the weekend that Taysom Hill had is dealing with a mallet finger injury, the same injury or a similar injury to what Russell Wilson suffered earlier on this season that led to him missing three games. Taysom Hill, however, looks like he's going to avoid surgery at this time, which is good news for him, and he's going to try to play through it. We'll see how successful that really is. But if he gets out on to the field, don't forget that this is still an evaluation of Taysom Hill as the potential quarterback of the future for the New Orleans Saints. And his first opportunity didn't work out very well. Four interceptions in that game, first four interception game for the New Orleans Saints since 2012. Three interceptions in in the fourth quarter, including three of them coming on three straight possessions. Now, the finger might have had something to do with that, but if you can't throw the ball, should you be out on the field? There are some questions to be asked there. But when it comes down to it, uh, these last five games of the season could say a lot about Taysom Hill's chances of reaching that star quarterback or starting quarterback spot for the New Orleans Saints. And that might be elevated in terms of its importance by the fact that he also has a hybrid contract that could guarantee him up to what is truly $54 million more, but let's say for the sake of argument, $55 million more if he were to become the Saints starting quarterback. Now, remember, I give that caveat because a million dollars is tied up in incentives this year that aren't reachable, right? 3,250 passing yards in addition to 25 passing touchdowns and 600 rushing yards. Like there's all these metrics that he would have to hit that are just not possible to hit within six games, right? So it's really $54 million, but that's still a lot of money for a guy like Taysom Hill to at least get the opportunity at all of that. And don't forget, he's guaranteed $22.5 million no matter what role he plays, but that third point being the role that he plays moving forward could be decided or at least heavily influenced by the end of this season, right? Because either way, depending upon what the New Orleans Saints quarterback makeup in terms of, you know, what that quarterback room makeup looks like going into next season, he might get an opportunity to compete over the offseason, but decisions, things like that could be influenced by how well or not well these last few games go. And all of that also impacts Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, of course, out right now with an ACL injury, 
avoided damage to the MCL, which is good news for him. Seems that he had very successful surgery already, so we'll see what his recovery time looks like and if he earns another contract and another opportunity with the New Orleans Saints, which I think he deserves and I think they should go out and and bring him back. But, you know, what it depends on what else happens at the position, right? There's all these other conversations out there. Do the Saints go after Russell Wilson? Do they go after a, a draft quarterback, which the the draft stock, the 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 sort of group of quarterbacks in the draft this year, not great, you know, not really a consensus number one selection in this draft class at the quarterback position like we've seen in you know most years when it comes to the position. I just don't feel very confident that you can go into this draft class and say we got a quarterback of the future for any NFL franchise, let alone the New Orleans Saints that expect a lot from that quarterback spot. So I think Jameis Winston returning makes a lot of sense, but who knows what kind of interest he's going to get elsewhere. If he's going to get interest elsewhere because of the ACL tear, ACLs aren't the you know career ender that they used to be at all. We've seen several players come back from those. So these next few games may put the New Orleans Saints in a situation to where, you know, if they go, if they struggle to win more games by the end of the season, then you can't help but look at it and say they went five and two with one quarterback and then they went, you know, 0 and five with another or 0 and four with another and then whatever with a third that ends up happening with Taysom Hill. And I, I think that, look, there's a lot of different pieces to that, right? There's a lot of players that have been missing. Alvin Kamara has been out. Offensive line was hurt. Offensive line was hurt when Jameis was there too. But I do think that it impacts a little bit in terms of your decision making as a franchise because of how elevated the quarterback position is, right? We might look at it and make, you know, a bunch of different excuses about this, that, and the other, but the organization, the NFL is going to look at it in a different way, especially at the quarterback position where everything is under a microscope and everything is so important. So the rest of the season, even with Jameis Winston not being able to be out on the field, could impact Jameis Winston's future for better or for worse, uh, depending upon how you look at it. So I think both of these quarterbacks have a lot rolling around right now when it comes to Taysom Hill's play. Will Taysom Hill even play the rest of the season? We'll find out uh, what's going to happen with the finger. We'll see. It doesn't look like he's getting surgery at this time. So we'll see if he's healthy enough to get back out on the field against the Jets. Otherwise, it's a Trevor Simeon revenge game in New York, I would imagine. So that's our number one look right now at the New Orleans Saints that are most impacted by the end of the season. But We have a bunch of new contracts to talk about as well, players that could be earning a second contract as well as players on expiring contracts this year whose play at the end of the season might impact their ability to remain in New Orleans moving forward. We'll talk about that and much more next as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. But first, look, I know you're trying your best to be able to catch up with all the new shows, to catch up with the new movies that are releasing, even old movies that are releasing. Some of my favorites just popping up on you know a couple of streaming services here recently. But if I want to go from one streaming service to another so that I can watch TV as opposed to movies, then I have to do a whole sign-in thing. It wants me to put in a code and go and log in on my computer somewhere, even though I'm trying to watch this on a device that's connected to my television. It's just so much trouble. But now, thanks to DirecTV Stream, you can help to get your TV together and avoid all of that rigmarole and just get the opportunity to be able to switch in seamlessly from one app to another and from live TV to your favorite television shows to your favorite movies, your favorite game shows, everything. And you can stop using your brother's, you know, cousin's, uncle's, uh, I guess they're both, I guess they're both their uncle. Doesn't matter. You, you can stop using everybody's login. That's not yours and fighting about who's logging in when, and then they change the password without telling you and there's an awkward phone call. Yeah, you ain't got to worry about any of that anymore because you got direct TV stream. So go and check it out. Allows you to be able to get all of your TV together. Go and check them out and get more information at directtv.com, directtv.com. Compatible device is required and content varies by package. 
White family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. Don't forget to support the rest of our Louisiana sports team, Locked on LSU with Matt Moscona, as well as Locked on Pelicans with Jake Madison. Now, as we continue on with today's episode, we're kind of doing something a little fun here, and then we're going to get back to our usual Analytics Tuesday rhythm, take a look at Thursday night's loss to the Cowboys by the numbers and how it potentially impacts moving forward up against the New York Jets. Wednesday, we'll get into film watch as well and break things down by position, quarterback, offensive line, running back, so on and so forth, and then into the rest of our week. But we got an extra day here with the Thursday game, so I wanted to kind of take a look and contextualize how important the end of the season is for a certain number of players. And the end of the season could potentially impact the players that you do or don't see next season, including some fan favorite names and some not so fan favorite names as well. So I want to start off with new contracts for for potential players on expiring contracts. So we look at, I'm going to highlight four players in particular, Traquan Smith, who could be looking for a second contract, wide receiver Deontay Harris, who could also be looking for a second contract, Marcus Williams, the safety who's currently franchise tagged, and then Teron Armstead, who carries a 13 point some odd million dollar salary cap hit to not be on the team next year. What does that mean for Teron Armstead? Can he get back out on the field and earn an extension with these New Orleans Saints, which would also end up knocking down how much money he's on the books for next year when it comes to dead cap, if he's on the roster as opposed to not on the roster, sort of like what we saw with the New Orleans Saints doing with this new contract for Taysom Hill. Yes, everybody talked about the new contract, but they also saved around $3.8, $3.9 million with that contract. Could they do something similarly with Teron Armstead? So what do these players need to do and what's on the line for all of them. Let's start off with Marcus Williams, who's had a phenomenal season already so far. I know that folks are going to kind of go over, you know, what happened last game and the the weird 58-yard touchdown where Marcus Williams was kind of, you know, trying to protect the cutback but not taking the angle, not doing his sort of sideline tackling drill, all of that and then just kind of ended up running next to Tony Pollard all the way to, all the way to the end zone. But yes, that's one play. The rest of his season has been absolutely fantastic, and he's made several phenomenal plays as a rangy, big-time ball-hawking free safety, and that's the role that you've been wanting to see Marcus Williams in. And he's also expanded his role to where he's not just usable 15, 20 yards away from the line of scrimmage. He has been a bit of an enforcer in the middle as well in the run game. So we've seen him come up and make some tackles in the flats and one-on-one situations, make some stops in the run game, put some big hits on tight ends over the middle. He has been somebody that has sort of found a way to um, not only fit his brand as a ball hawk, but also expand his brand a little bit. So he's on a franchise tag right now. The Saints can't do anything with his contract during the season. They won't be able to do anything with him until the league year is over or until the season is over effectively. And then they could work to resign him before the league year begins. Now they can franchise tag him again, but then that takes him up to 120% of his current price at least. And if they're going to do that, then I'm sure that they'd rather just work out a long-term contract. The good news around all this is that they tried to get a long-term contract done for him before the franchise tag deadline set in earlier on this offseason. And so they already have a starting structure. They're not starting from scratch here. They can go from that, add in some additional boost and things like that based on his performance from 2021 and try to get him to stick around in 2022. I imagine that Marcus Williams will be priority number one for the New Orleans Saints this offseason. Yes even over the quarterback spot, depending on what happens there. Uh, Let's talk about these two wide receivers. You've got uh, Traquan Smith, who's going to be looking to potentially get his second contract. Deontay Harris looking to potentially get his second contract as well. According to SpotRack, uh, Deontay Harris has a market value right now of around just over $4 million. They put his potential contract kind of around the idea of three years, $14 
million dollars. And honestly, that's a good investment for a guy like Deontay Harris, if I'm being honest. He's been your most consistent pass catcher so far this season. Uh, he is also, you know, your your star returner as well. I know he doesn't have any big returns for touchdowns or anything so far this season, but hey, he's been consistent for you outside of the Bills game. And he's been, you know, the guy at that spot for the past, you know, three seasons or so. And so including this one. And so I think that when it comes to his role continuing to expand the way that we have in the offense, it makes perfect sense that the Saints would feel pretty comfortable about keeping him around, especially if they plan to add a wide receiver at the uh, to this roster, which we'll talk about in a moment. And of course, the potential return of Michael Thomas as well. Then all of a sudden, a guy like Deontay Harris gets more space, less attention, more opportunities to be able to pick up yards after catch like we saw he has the ability to do in that Cowboys game when he's met with that man coverage. So I think that it gives you some more opportunities with him to bring him back and then get him involved in an offense that hopefully has more, let's just say, viable weapons at his position that will help to complement him. Traquan Smith, on the other hand, not been the most explosive player, not been a third round wide receiver or what you would expect to invest in or expect to get back from an investment in the third round. And maybe I'm being a little harsh there. He's an outstanding blocker. He makes some difficult catches over the middle, but he's going to have to show you that he can be a 75 yard, 100 yard receiver. I don't think a 100 yard receiver is what you expect from a third rounder, but you know, a 50 yard, 75 yard receiver per game if he's going to really deserve a second contract coming in or a, a a nicely sized second contract. As of right now, I would pay more money to Deontay Harris than I would offer to Traquan Smith. And, 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 and I said that the way that I meant it. I would pay Deontay Harris more money than I would offer to Traquan Smith. You understand? But so for me, Traquan Smith has to do a lot over the course of these last five games in order to boost his market value. I do think he'll earn a second contract with the New Orleans Saints. I think they'll keep him around as somebody that can contribute as a blocker, that you know, an extra wide receiver that you can play in line. There's a lot of uh that can play in the slot and that can play out wide. There's a lot of uh viability to his versatility. There's a lot of usability there. So I think that the Saints will keep him around, but he could make himself some money over the course of these last five games if he can flip a switch and show something very consistent over these next five games. Do I have a lot of confidence that that will happen? We'll see. Uh, and then finally, Teron Armstead. Teron Armstead is really just about getting on the field and staying healthy. If he can get back out on the field, then you know he can potentially earn himself a nice additional contract with the Saints. If he can't get back out on the field, then you could expect if they do give him a contract extension, which again would make sense because you want to knock down his salary cap hit from next season. And you really can't do that unless you extend him, restructure him, whatever that might be. But even if you restructure him, everything accelerates into that first year once you move on from him. So even if they gave him a one-year extension or something like that that made him post June 1, or if they just gave him a one-year extension, but then added three voidable years or two voidable years to it to help kick the can down the road a little bit and then get them into the situation to where they're, um, to where the salary cap across the NFL rises, which we're expecting to see in 2023, 2024, then that could put them in a better situation in terms of how they manage the salary cap moving forward and make them more competitive in the market. Uh, when it comes to free agency over the offseason. But if Teron Armstead wants to actually earn another contract and be able to see playing time and get you know the most of what he's available to do as one of the best left tackles in the NFL, when healthy, he has to be able to get back out on the field and stay on the field throughout these last few games. I think that would certainly help him out a ton. Okay, so we're doing a lot of talk about offseason decision making, right? And there's one primary name that you should consider when you think about off-season decision-making? Well, I guess two, because there's Mickey Loomis, who's going to you know, work the cap and do all those things along with Kai Harley, Harley, but Sean Payton. 
Sean Payton's the name that we're going to highlight here coming up next. Sean Payton has a lot riding on these last five games. Talk about what that means and what exactly he has riding on these last five games as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. But right now I have a lot riding on protein bars because, you know, I'm busy. So sometimes I have to grab a protein bar to get the protein that I need to be able to make it through my day. And there's nothing like the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with Built Bar. Go and check them out at Built.com, the best tasting candy bars on the market. Constantly new flavors rotating there, but some of the greatest and best flavors that a lot of folks are very passionate about when it comes to their favorite players. You're a mint brownie person, or favorite flavors. Are you a mint brownie person? Are you a cookies and cream uh, person? Do you like fruit and chocolate? They have you covered there because all of their bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. So go and check them out. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, so you can get 15% off of your next order. doesn't matter if it's your first or your next. You're going to get 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. And if you want more riding on this weekend set of matchups, don't forget to check out our friends over at betonline.ag as well as for the Monday night football game as well. Feeling good about some of those spreads over unders, maybe want to get in on some weekly specials like player props, things like that. You can go and check them all out over at betonline.ag. And if you don't want to bet on the NFL because it's your favorite team, favorite players, favorite league, all that, I completely understand. We've also got a bunch of other stuff that you can do as well. The NBA, the NHL, MMA, uh, UFC, and your favorite Vegas casino games as well. So go and check them all out and get in on that action over at betonline.ag. And if you're a new customer for the first time coming through and putting down your first deposit, don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for a 50% welcome bonus. It's a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag, where the game starts. Let's get it, Huda Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints as we're rolling through the New Orleans Saints that have the most riding on the end of the season. Five games left. Saints could still get themselves a winning season by winning four of the last five matchups. There are certainly four games that feel more winnable than, let's say, the Tampa Bay Bucks game that's coming up in a couple of weeks at Ray J uh, in Tampa. But when it comes down to it, there are a lot of things individually riding for this team. And Sean Payton has a lot riding on these last five games. So let me be very clear and say this from the very beginning. Sean Payton is not in any way at all on the hot seat. That's not where I'm going with this. He's got too much clout. He's got too much cachet. He just put together four playoff seasons and he might have a losing team this year based on injuries and not having wide receiver one, quarterback one, running back run, left tackle, right tackle, left guard one, and tight end one all on the offensive side and losing several pieces over on the defensive side throughout the season as well. So with all of that, we can put aside all of the Sean Payton's on the hot seat, Sean Payton should be fired type conversation and focus on what's really important here. Evaluation of the roster, which is what Sean Payton is going to be very busy doing over the course of these last five games, particularly if there's any point throughout these last five games in which the Saints are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Right now, I think the focus is going to be on competition, remaining competitive and still trying to win games while also getting a little bit of a look at the rest of the roster there. Because remember, the New Orleans Saints were up against it when it came to last season because of the, when it came to the salary cap last season, when it came to the, because of the salary cap dropping over the off season. So with that, you saw a lot of the middle of the roster gutted in this one. You know, Janoris Jenkins, who is probably really close to the top of the roster, guys like Janoris Jenkins and Emmanuel Sanders, Jerry Cook, those all make the headlines. But players like Sheldon Rankins, as well as Alex Anzalone, and you know, you had a couple of corners and wide receivers and, and, and an offensive lineman 
that ended up you know finding their way out of New Orleans that were in that depth conversation. And remember, a lot of times over the course of the last three seasons, you saw a lot of injuries that the Saints were able to overcome because of the quality of depth that they had. Now, they maintained a good bit of those players as well, right? Will Clapp, uh, James Hurst, a couple of players on the, over on the offensive line. But we've seen the lack of impact when it came to those next players kind of stepping up and into positions this season. So with that, the Saints have to really pay attention and Sean Payton over the course of these last five games about who are the can't miss pieces, the can't lose pieces, and who are the pieces that you're okay with walking away because you need to spend money elsewhere to boost the depth at certain places or potentially look at new starters at certain positions. We'll certainly be talking about that in a little bit. But also a big piece of this also comes down to the fact that the salary cap next season is bumped up just a little bit over $208 million, which is the ceiling. So it's expected to reach the ceiling, which is going to give the Saints a little bit more breathing room, a little bit more playing space to be able to create a new roster effectively going into next season, or at least refine the roster that they have currently and expect some of the injured players to make their ways back. Um, and it would probably help with the idea of like keeping Marcus Williams around as well and some of the other pieces that you need to retain, like, oh, I don't know, signing a quarterback. Because again, you have Taysom Hill on the roster, and this is kind of point number two here. You've got Taysom Hill on the roster, but is he your quarterback of the future? Kind of hard to make that decision right now, but certainly isn't trending the right way, I'll say, for uh, Taysom Hill. So you got to find a solution at quarterback. And if it's re-signing Jameis Winston, which again, I do think that the Saints would be wise to do. Or if it's you know going out and hitting the trade market, anything like that, then you get the opportunity to do that. Even if you want to bring back Trevor Simeon as a depth piece, as a clipboard holder, veteran quarterback, that's your backup kind of thing, uh, you know, to play kind of the Luke McCown, uh, Chase Daniel role more than be your guy out on the field, which was never really the intention for Trevor Simeon this season, but the injuries and things like that made that happen. I think that that's also wise, and so I, I think that becomes a big part of it too. What do you do at the quarterback position? Who do you bring in as a starter, but also who do you bring in as the supporting cast behind that starter? If you bring back Jameis Winston, do you also bring back Trevor Simeon because they have, you know, chemistry and communication along with Taysom Hill and you're able to, you know, have that quarterback room remain consistent, working together, being the guys that are on the clipboard while Jameis Winston is out there executing the offense. I think that that's a, a way that they could go. Do they trade for a guy like Russell Wilson and then bring in another veteran behind him to be that clipboard guy? Eh, all of that. So there's a lot of decisions to be made at the quarterback spot. And some of the evaluation process is going to be done over the course of these last five games. And we shouldn't pretend like it isn't. Like it would be unwise of someone within the New Orleans Saints, like Sean Payton, to watch the quarterback play over the course of these last five games and not go one way or another when it comes to where they want to go with the quarterback. So anyway, I think that that becomes a big part of why these final games are so important for Sean Payton as well. And then finally, I mentioned getting better at certain positions and wide receiver has to be one of them. I, you have to get better at this position. Yeah, you know, there was a, a comment that Sean Payton made early on in the offseason or late in the offseason before the season began that they feel very comfortable with the players that are in that room. I think that that's true if Michael Thomas was healthy. But I think with what you've seen this year, even if you have Michael Thomas back next season, you still should be looking to bolster this wide receiver group. And so, you know, you can look at the draft, you can look at potential free agents that might be out there. It's a little early to probably start talking about this because there's still football to be played this season. But regardless, over the course of the last five games, you have to give yourself an actual real evaluation of what you have at the wide receiver position, even in addition to Michael Thomas. Do you have anybody in this offense right now that can be a number two, a Z flanker receiver that complements Michael Thomas's role as an X receiver that can also move outside when Michael Thomas moves inside the slot? Like, Do you have anybody that can really do that and be a threat? 
or are you going to be able to just key in on Michael Thomas all season, like we saw, you know, a couple of years ago? Now, obviously, the Saints made that work, but you know, when you catch 149 passes in a season, that's great work by you. But that also kind of signifies where you are within the rest of your receiver room that you might be struggling a little bit at the position. So in the draft, guys like Chris Olave, Jahan Dotson, Garrett Wilson, you know, if you like your Buckeyes, um, uh, Traylon Burks from uh, uh, from Arkansas, excuse me. Uh, there are a lot of players that, that could potentially come in and, and make an impact for this New Orleans Saints team. Are they guaranteed to do so? No. But should you roll the dice at this position? Yes, because you haven't in quite a while. Like we shouldn't be talking about the last two wide receivers drafted by this team being a third rounder and a seventh rounder. Got to do something at the position. Can't continue to rely on a really excellent job, even, even though you've done in terms of scouting undrafted wide receivers. But the bar for undrafted wide receivers is so low that it's easy to be excellent there. You have to go out there and take a shot, take a risk at the wide receiver position, whether it's in free agency or in the draft. And I think that these last five games are going to go a long way in proving that. And Sean Payton is going to have to f- kind of reconcile that and figure out how he wants to go about addressing that position along with the other team builders around him in the offseason. So, all right, y'all, don't miss tomorrow's episode as we're going to break down this loss for the New Orleans Saints to the Dallas Cowboys by the numbers in our analytics Tuesday. We're also going to go over some takeaways to our Tuesday takeaways in this one. What you need to know that we learned last game going into the next game up against the Jets. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget to go and check out your second listen of the day over at Locked on Bets and win yourself some money with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. As always, for everything you need around the New Orleans Saints, even in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.